0: So there were these two cows out in the field, and one was warning the other one about mad cow disease. And he was saying, look, you got to be real careful. This mad cow disease, first it makes you go crazy, and then you just die. And the other cow says, well, it's a good thing I'm a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's a good thing I'm a helicopter. They already got him. What, Joe, do you call a
1: broken can opener? What Do you call a broken can opener a can't opener? I thought you were going to say a Mexicant opener.
0: (laughs) Somehow, you know, not every week I'm going to make fun of Zach from F and H. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Hello, everybody. This is Jacques. Joe, welcome to another episode of Carnival Personnel Podcast. Joe, how are ye?
1: Next question. Um, I was told there was going to be no sad during this podcast, and here we are right off the right off the old beam. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Um, I wish. So,
0: I'm going to start it off. Please, um, Ahsoka from the Clone Wars is in my top five favorite Jedi. Crikey! Might, Nerd alert. Might even be my top three favorite Jedi's, and. This sounds – I'm not conflicted at all about the rise of Ahsoka, but I'm having these flashbacks. Um, I don't know if you have, Joe, like ever liked – or maybe you have. Like whether it's a small comedian – I don't mean a little person who tells jokes. Like – You know, a local guy who gets huge and you're kind of happy for them. But at the same time, you kind of want to run around and tell everybody. It's like, I was into this guy first, you know, type thing. right? Uh, um, You know, it's like one of those things like you used to be able to see the Pixies in front of like 50 people at a place like, you know, TT the Bears and stuff like that. And then at one point, you know, they were doing, you know huge, you know, thousands of people venues and stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, it it, it sounds stupid and petty, but as far as Ahsoka goes, like, the Clone Wars, I've always really liked, and I've always really liked her, and over the years, You know, I've grown to really like her. I think like – and I got it right here. The only Star Wars-like book, like real book, like not a graphic novel or a comic book adaptation, like a real Star Wars non-canon book I ever – actually, I don't even know if it's canon. but, um, But this Ahsoka book and like this past Friday was the alleged last episode of Clone Wars and this whole season has been about Ahsoka. And it's been great. And I think one of the reasons they did or a lot of people are saying the reason they did a season seven is this takes place and I'm I know I know I'm totally losing everybody
1: and we don't have anybody to begin with. But for those hey, who Hey, I just uh, had to step out for a second. What were you talking about?
0: <laughs> for those of you who don't know, the Clone Wars came out you know, and and the timeline is between episode two and three. You know, and it's it's you know it lasted six seasons this is its seventh season it lasted five seasons and then it came back like and the and i think season 6 was very self-serving to lucas because he had painted a lot of things in a corner it's like you know a lot of these really big characters weren't in the movie and you know there was some other stuff that later on needed to be explained that he did a season 6 and the cartoon network didn't air it at the time like you know what I mean it didn't air at the time and I think it's literally because they were like yeah this is all just you know <laughs> you trying to fix up loose ends but uh, Ahsoka had left the Jedi order she got framed for something you know Anakin again kind of believed her but didn't back her and she went off on her own proved her innocence proved that she was really the hero they were all excited they're like oh great well now you're ready to become a Jedi master and you know Take a Padawan on yourself and move on. And she left the Order, which is why she wasn't in the last um, – the Revenge of the Sith and why she wasn't killed when Order 66 was given. But so that was season six of Clone Wars. Then over the last couple of years – I'm losing Joe. I'm losing Joe. She – I'll make it quick. She uh, – Joe. Joe, that's oh, – you, you heard – I'm sorry. You heard, you heard my – anyways. <laughs> And Star Wars Rebels, she ends up becoming a big character, and now that's why they decided to do a season seven all about her. And next season, she will be a big character on The Mandalorian. So I'm very excited that Ahsoka, you know, has gone on to such prominence in the Star Wars realm. And if you didn't see it this past Friday's uh, conclusion to the Clone Wars, was great, and and now everyone's like it did so well. They're like, well, maybe we can squeeze a season eight out of it. Oh but God. the events that happen in the last episode take place five days before Revenge of the Sith.
1: Uh huh. You're so, right. So, so there's very like- little wiggle room. <laughs> It'd it <laughs> have to be like a season of 24, where it's just like, you know, right. every episode's an hour <laughs> of her life. Yeah.
0: The five episodes she's sleeping might not really, you know, move the, move the dial as much as they hope.
1: It's right. the so just of- her packing. You know, um,
0: <laughs> it's like, sh- sh- I- I'm just gonna shut up for the next 15 minutes because I think I exhausted my my nerdism. Anyways, Ahsoka, top three favorite Jedi. She's awesome. If you didn't watch episode, you know, you know, uh, of the Clone Wars, the conclusion of season seven, you should. Uh, it, it will also get you ready for the Mandalorian that comes out in the fall
1: of 2022. <laughs> who knows. No, we oh. already shot it. It's all oh, done. Right, right, right. It's all done. Can't a guy cake make one coronavirus joke without being no. called out on the carpet <laughs> with facts? This is Star Wars joke. We don't Actually, it premieres in uh... <laughs> All right. What do you have? I, <laughs> besides a desire to get more interests so I could communicate them on this podcast, uh I don't have anything because you just sent me the rundown 3 minutes ago. And we're already
0: Yeah, yeah, but what do you have? Do you have anything that you can you Oh know?
1: god. Yeah. I mean, no. I
0: will I'm just Are you uh, excited that the Beastie Boys documentary drops on Apple Plus today? I am now. <laughs> Directed by Spike, there's been documentaries, but this one is by Spike Jones, the guy who did most of their videos. So, yes. I'm pretty psyched about it.
1: Yeah, I uh I Thought I heard about that a while ago, but I'm glad to know that it's going to be on Apple Plus, and uh, which I have, so we. I'll probably watch that, and then I'll check out twenty minutes in because I'm a very bad no. person. I, I I I can't even commit to watching television anymore on a regular basis. It's it's odd. I'm an odd duck. What else is on the rundown, sir? Wait, are
0: are you are you into anything on Apple Plus? Have you watched what is that show with the guy from House and, and Olaf?
1: Um, (laughs) Oh, uh, I don't. I know who you're talking about, but I don't know what their show is. Josh Gash. He's um, I know Josh Gad and the the uh, guy from House. Right. God, what's his name? He's uh, uh,
0: uh, Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie. I saw because, you know, Apple Plus is really great. I mean, Apple Plus has the selling drugs to children on a playground theory where they put out their first episode and see who comes crawling back the next day for some more. So they've been doing this thing where they, you know, release the first episode of that morning show, you know, with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston, and uh it's something five. It basically it's a cruise ship, but it's a space cruise ship that goes around the sun and comes back and it's like a two-month journey. Hmm. And and there was a slight mishap that threw them off course 0. 0.0001 degrees. Which makes the trip a three-year trip. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and um, and so I saw the episode. It's on Apple Plus, so you know I do that. I'm like, oh, this is good. I can get into this. Then I watch it. I'm like, oh, that's really good. But I can't bring myself to pay for another thing. I I can't
1: do it. Yeah, I know. And then we got HBO Max coming out next month, and there's just there looks like great stuff on that. And I'm like, for crying out loud, Jiminy. H crackers.
0: So yeah, we had Hulu. We let it lapse, and the boys are like this one anime thing that my oldest wants to watch. I'm like, dude, I can't do it. I'm like, we have Disney Plus. We have the DC Universe app. We have Amazon. We have Netflix, and we still have cable. Like it's only five bucks, or it's only six bucks. It's like. I just can't bring myself to pay for another monthly subscription.
1: Yeah, it's, it, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard being uh, this uh, privileged. <laughs>
0: it, it, right? First world problems. Listen right. to me. Uh, well, I had that on the list. I did have, you know, and this is why it's important, Joe, to come prepared with shows that people want to watch because I had a delightful exchange with All-Star Tommy about Watchmen. Hmm. Um, you know, you know, and, and he watched it and it's like, I won't give it away, but there was one thing he goes, what was with this angle of it? And it's like, yeah, DC is making a real hard push to kind of, you know, there's no way to say throw it in your face without, you know, leaving all kinds of, uh, windows, as the kids would say. But, uh, but yeah, he liked it. So uh, you know, I'm glad I'm glad he watched it. So now, when I see him next, we have something other to talk about than you know us making fun of our old friend Saad, who was missing for years, has now come back in the F and H fold. He was his guy, beloved by all. You know, some loved him more than others, probably me. And uh and he just disappeared one day, and now it turns out he's in Hartford. Hopefully, I'll see him after this this list. But he's a legendary F and Her uh, and. And so we can talk about Watchmen now, All Star and I, and not just. And I, I keep saying All Star. It's funny. I will tweet out the picture. I finally set up the office at the house downstairs, and I love it. I literally love it. It's like I have a, a small shelf. I can put my comics and my knickknacks. I have one frame Batman collage, you know, dr- you know, painting that somebody gave me years ago. Do you sleep and in a race I- car? Do you sleep in a race car? (laughs) I sleep in a big bed with my wife. (laughs) Um, But I have one frame picture, and I've told the story before, but I'll tell it again. One night at F and H, going back twelve plus years, talking about Adam Oates is one of my all-time favorite players. He's completely underrated. Uh, but he's he is. I won't go into the virtues of Adam Oates, but he's in my top 10
1: favorite players of all time. He's one of my favorite players in NHL 94. Go on.
0: Was he really? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's a year he helped Brett Hall get 50 goals. Um, mm-hmm. Fantastic player. And All-Star says, oh, somewhere in my attic, I have a picture of me tying up, you know, Adam Oates in front of the net because Adam Oates played for RPI while All-Star was at Yale. And I'm like, What do you mean you have that picture in your attic? And he goes, I don't know. I'm like, you will bring it to me next week, and I will put it up in my office. And I did when I had an office in Santa Monica. It proudly hung there. And now here it is. It made its way to Qatar. It's made its way back here. And it's the one hockey picture I have in my office. And it's like – It's like your Farrah
1: Fawcett poster.
0: It really – you know, I – I wonder if I would trade this for a fair plus Let me think about it now. No, because it has two of my favorite hockey players in it. You know, um, and I would jokingly name the other defenseman or the goalie if I could find their names on Wikipedia while <laughs> I'm talking, but I can't. But anyways, so that that's my F and H update about Son and
1: All Star. Well, no, that's good. We haven't really got an F and H update in quite a quite a while because there has been no F and H and every Friday, I think literally it
0: kills Taylor more than anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. I I think, you know, he really, it does. And of course, you know, this is going to be the first time. And I don't know what the streak is, but close to 20 years, we've had a team going to Phoenix every, you know, Memorial day weekend,
2: Yeah,
0: you know, and, and that's not happening. So, so, um, I'm going to go cry now. Now it's my turn to be sad, Joe. Uh, mission accomplished. <laughs> um, and the other thing that, that's going around the net, and hopefully it's picking up traction and it happens. I know you don't love Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice. And, uh, and that's because you're wrong. But I was listening to Snyder recently. That was the first of what was supposed to be five movies in a series. Hmm. You know, he he did. It what went to, wrong? One, nothing went Well, Ben Affleck wanted to do the third Batman movie. Okay. Uh, it, nothing went wrong. But for years, for the last few years, it's been the, hey, there's a Snyder Cut, this rumor amongst, amongst the, the nerddom out there that there's, there's this is this great Snyder Cut that the studio didn't air that has like 30 more minutes of footage and Snyder came out in the last couple of weeks and says, yes, it does exist. And yes, I have asked them to release it. And a lot of the things that people don't like, it's like, yeah, a lot of this is explained. They're cut of it, you know, it's like one of those things where, you know, and I, I've seen it happen. I've seen it working on TV shows where, you know, there's a setup to a joke in act one that, you know, really pays off in act three and it's not really funny in act one, but it, it being an act one really has this payoff later and and it's really worth it and it makes a joke in act three hysterical and then somebody will do a rewrite and take the setup out of there which makes the joke in act three it's funny but it's not nearly the payoff that you were hoping for. And it's it, you know it's a lot of stuff like that. So, you know, that's taking up steam on the net. That that and a big push to make a second solo movie.
1: Oh, well, I could do without that. But, I mean, getting back to the Snyder Cut. So, that kind of makes sense to me, I guess, because I've been watching a hack version of Batman v Superman, and that's why I don't like it. It's because the suits got involved. It was because some big shot at the hot dog company got in touch with a big shot at the hot dog bun company. (laughs) (laughs)
0: There there is... So if you if you get the digital copy of the Blu-ray, you get the theatrical version and you get the extended cut. And there's 20 more minutes of footage in that extended cut. And some of the stuff that they cut out makes no sense. There is one shot, Joe, that's two seconds. I mean it is only two seconds and it is the most Batman of Batman – on live action, you will never see anything greater in the history of film as it relates to Batman, where Lex Luthor is coming to his office because there was a break in, you know, and he's walking in, there's police everywhere, police tape, and the windows are busted, and there's thousands of bullet shells around the floor. And he looks over one of the cop's shoulders who's looking at security footage. And as Luthor looks over the cop's shoulder and they're watching security footage, you see some armed guard with a machine gun. And out of absolutely nowhere, Batman drops down like the full cape engulfs him in the cape and zip lines back up. Literally, it's a two-second shot that is the most stealthy – you've seen it in animated things but never in live action and i'm like so at one point somebody decided oh we need to save time (laughs) let's take this two second shot out of there and it's like and if if literally if some genius decided to take that out the theatrical thing i wonder and and snyder and it was a great interview and he's like no, we have the script, and this is what happens with this. This is how this is explained. He didn't go too much into what's in the cut, but he says, Yeah, there's a cut that I did that's about a half hour longer. And it's frustrating to hear people say, Well, I can't believe he didn't address this. <laughs> it's like, Well, I did. <clears throat> and he says, You know, he probably should have pitched it as a two film thing, you know, maybe, but it, they had a five picture arc. Um, that anyways, so that, that's Joe, that's my life. I got nothing else. I watched that and I watched clips of like zoom classroom things where the entire class fucks with a teacher. Oh God. Have you seen this? There's like 20 kids. There's 20 kids on the screen and the kid in the bottom right corner. Turns, it's like a think of a Brady Bunch thing, but there's 20 screens, and he looks to the far left top screen. I I, I think, um, you know, like the Nipsey Russell chair, <laughs> you know, and he's like, "Hey, Paul, do you got a pencil?" And these kids pass a pencil from <laughs> one side of the screen, and it takes the teacher maybe. Maybe like eight or ten kids to figure out that they're like their pet you know, that makes it look like they're passing the pencil across. And it's like, oh wow. you know what? When you see stuff like that, when you when you when you remember the story from about a month ago where the Chinese kids who are taking, you know, China developed that app that all the schools were supposed to use and some kids figured out if an app gets Something like a hundred one-star ratings, they pull the app off the app store.
1: <laughs> oh, I didn't hear about that.
0: <laughs> you didn't, yeah. If if you get, you have to have so many bad ratings. You know what I mean? Like one-star reviews, and if you get X amount of them, it's it's in the algorithm. It automatically takes the app off the app store. Oh wow! When you when you see the kids come up with something like that, you think. Okay, let's not focus on the dumbass kids who went to spring break two weeks ago in Florida. We might be okay if, if these kids can pull something like this off. Then we might be okay.
1: Great, that's a nice little nugget of uh, happiness. But, but, but dude, that's all I do. I watch tons of TV. I,
0: I go. I go to the track once a day. You know, to teach a nine-year-old to drive, which is the more I think about, it, it's like.
2: You know, you're gonna
1: take them like hunting next, or <laughs> well, I mean, that would, that might be useful in the next coming months,
0: you, you know. It's like, I but, but it's like, yeah, that's what I do. I'm teaching my nine year old to drive a car, which isn't that crazy. The more I thought about it, it's like when we were in guitar, we used to go out to the desert, and dude, there's no rules, like, you could rent these four wheelers, and if you can reach the pedals, <laughs> yeah, good. Here you go, oh. Here, you know, here's your hundred real, we'll be back in whenever, you Mm -hmm. know, and then we would just go driving off into the desert. And it's like, there's no difference between that, you know, or, you know, some kids drive like mopeds and, you know, mini bikes and stuff like that. So, you know, but it's like, yeah, maybe he's not the one to be teaching these skills to right now. Yep.
1: Yeah. 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 You love this this blazing color commentary I'm providing to your play by play of life. Okay. Wow, so now we're cool. talking
0: about stuff that you're into. I know. Please tell me, uh we'll get a little political. Um Governor Cuomo finally has done what I've been screaming for a governor of, you know, California or New York or one of the um coastal elite blue states that that the republicans seem to hate um you heard that mitch mcconnell this week decided to say well fuck the states let them go bankrupt if they can't afford all these medical supplies and stuff like that you heard that and then finally cuomo said what i've been screaming for people like you know not just cuomo who's ever been in that position for years to say there are maker states there are taker states and all the gop who hate socialism you know kentucky is a socialist state mississippi is a completely socialist state um arkansas is a completely reply they are completely dependent on handouts from the government that they are always saying you know fuck the government Um, uh, and so finally cuomo said and he had the numbers this, you know you know, you can't dispute it. It's like New York puts one one hundred and sixteen million more billion billion sorry sorry billion more into the pot than it takes out. Kentucky takes out a hundred and forty eight million a billion more than it puts in. So you're already a failed state. And the thing is, it's nothing new. If you look, you can look from nineteen eighty. 2000 2010 today like eight or nine of the top 10 states as far as putting more in than taking out happen to be blue states like yeah california has a lot of problems it's still the seventh largest economy in the world and it still carries about half the country half the debt weight and like the bottom nine out of ten of the states that take the most money are all other states i've already named and what's so infuriating about it if mitch mcconnell Is saying, oh, this pandemic is hurting New York. Well, let them go bankrupt. Dude, not only have you been bankrupt all these years, how can you take this much federal money and still be bottom five in education and life expectancy and standard of living? You know, but they are like, I think like Kentucky and like Mississippi are fighting for worst, you know, infant mortality rate and stuff like that. But I was finally glad that Cuomo, and then he doubled down like the next day at a conference, you know, and said the same thing. And it's like I haven't heard peep from uh, from Moscow, Mitch, since then. But when he's like, "Oh, well, let these states go bankrupt," then it's like, dude, you literally are one hundred percent a socialist. You know, governor, depending on handout, you wealth, you fucking welfare queen, Mitch McConnell, you fucking welfare queen. And and, and it does. And, you know, it gets my blood boiling. It's like, OK, this broke ass cracker state getting to make the decisions for the rest of the country and pick the Supreme Court at the same time they're trying to collapse government while living off of it you know get a job mitch mcconnell fucking get a job
1: yeah it's like you know the blue states are like american idol and the red states are like last man standing you know like they're not exactly the wage earners they're not pulling in the big bucks you know they're living off the hog that's being brought in and by and funded by the, the the big dogs the 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 smarties the i'm sorry i'm sorry uh sorry tennessee uh, you're a dumb state uh, for the most but, part but it's actually true. tennessee tennessee it got some good pockets no
0: you you take nashville out
2: mm-hmm.
0: and literally you take nashville out of tennessee you, yeah. you, you know you you're kentucky no i've been <laughs> there i'm telling you you know what i mean you it's it's just like it's just like florida i've been to tampa i've been to miami I've been to Orlando. If you go 10 minutes outside, any of those, any of those, I'm not serious. We're not talking an hour. We're talking 10, 15 minutes out of the city. It's banjo music time. (laughs) It's you're going to square like a big boy. It is as my, the whole state, my friend Andy refers to the entire state as LA, lower Alabama. You know, And, any of those states and and, and and that's exactly what it is um
1: yeah you're right um I'm, but I'm glad that yeah Mario Cuomo was ba- I mean Andrew Cuomo was basically basically strong arming the red states saying you know it would be a shame if something would have happened to uh you know this money you've been getting <laughs> from New York
0: dude you know what if, if fucking Cheetaliti wants to play mafia boss like you know what I mean I'd have these two dons going at it mm-hmm. and tr- and truly if if, if if Cuomo turned around tomorrow and said, you know what? We're
1: going to turn off the spigot.
0: We're just going to you know, – we're going to turn off the spigot. Spigot.
1: And spigot.
0: Is, that, is that how you say it?
1: With a G. The way, with the Th- way you're saying it, it sounds like a slur. Oh, like- <laughs> oh, okay. Right now, you
0: know, there, there you go. Thank you, <laughs> thank, thank you for the correction. Look.
1: That's how you learn.
0: I don't mind throwing out racist shit when I
1: mean to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> I you mean- to be unintentionally racist is right, what I'm right. trying to prevent. Look, hey. I don't want to sound racist, but <laughs> Where, where's
0: that bus headed? I don't <laughs> you know know. I mean? Is Pro- there any way to go? Probably to racist? Florida.
1: <laughs> what else is happening in the world of wonder?
0: Oh, man. Well, so, so we, uh, we often joke about how often we, we as two non-Jews talk about Hitler and it's, you know what I mean? And it's like, like Mel Brooks, what's your deal? Uh, So last week after we got done, we joked about, oh, it's the first time in a while I haven't mentioned Hitler, but I'm going to mention Hitler. It was his birthday last week, Joe, and, and you didn't get him a present and I didn't give him a present, but, but, uh. You know Fuckstick at sixteen hundred Pennsylvania on his birthday is when he signed the order there is now zero immigration to the United States zero immigration, be it uh uh illegal or, or unlawful or like so all the people who are like married and their wives are coming over or the husbands or stuff like that he, you know because of the pandemic, he signed an executive order. All immigration has come to a halt, and the thing is, he signed it on Hitler's birthday. It's like not the day before, and not the day after, and it's like there's no way. Oh, too much work goes into a coincidence
1: right. to make that you, happen. You, you do have a couple of fans in the administration. You you do. <laughs> I mean, that Stephen Miller is probably <laughs> fucking. You know, he probably has it on his you know calendar on his <laughs> on his alerts. You know, and,
0: and Stephen Miller with a birthday who, cake. <laughs> who makes all? Who makes all the? Uh, who makes all the immigration policies? So you know, and maybe maybe Donny's just too stupid, too didn't know. But Miller sure knew what he was doing. Oh, I'll sign this tomorrow. No, nope, you you really got to sign it today. <laughs> oh, but yeah. but that was great. Uh, the other thing this week, the doctor. How do you say that doctor's name? Brex. B r i Burks. Thank you. I. You know, a lot of people had tweeted out and Facebooked out that clip. That close up of her face when he started talking about using Clorox to, to kill the thing and just the look like of, oh, my fucking God, like just sheer horror. People like, oh, my God, I feel so bad for her. Yeah, no, don't. Don't. She at any one time could have gone over to the mic and said, uh, no, Lysol is not.
1: But maybe she likes getting paid money.
0: Right. That's why when people felt bad for that face, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, my God, like you can see she's horrified by this. Oh, she has to go to work with that every day. It's like, actually, fun, fun fact. No, she doesn't. And if she stood, if any time if any one of these people stood up and said, uh, no, you know, no, sir, that's a really galactically bad idea. People, please do not do that. They'll be hired by somebody. They'll be heroes forevermore. You know, I mean, you don't have to sit there quietly while he tells people to use Clorox. Remember, even Gronk two years ago did an ad saying don't eat Tidebots. Gronk knew not to eat Tidebots. Okay, let's
1: just, okay. Devil's advocate. She gets up there after he says something ridiculously stupid and irresponsible and dangerous and says, I uh, just want to clarify, nobody should be injecting Uh, disinfectants into their body to fight the coronavirus, uh, despite what the president says. And, uh, you know, something's something's happened to her the next uh, week or so. She ain't got no job no more, right? Who gets in her place? Somebody smarter or somebody who sucks the balls of Trump harder? But more complicit? I mean... Well, that's what I'm saying is that, I mean... hmm, you gotta pick yeah, no, your battles. No, pe- you have to pick your battles if you if you're in her position. Ring- oh, okay,
0: okay. This is the battle.
1: Right here, Joe. Okay. He's getting up there saying yeah. drink Clorox
0: to disinfect your system. Yeah. That is the battle.
1: He you didn't know? say drink Clorox. No. He didn't say no. drink it. Although everybody loved to hear it say drink Clorox. And it's a lot funnier to dr- say drink no, Clorox. He wants to inject somehow I- into the body. These disinfectants. He didn't say drink Clorox. And I'm, I will not. not perpetuate myths on this fucking podcast. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> you can handle the truth here. He we, uh, did not say drink Clorox, although but, but, he is a cock. But, that's a lie. That's
0: a lie. And look, I get it. People, that, People for years have been saying, oh, well... You know Rex Tittleson, he's an awful person. But if he left, you know, he's keeping him in line. At least there's adults in the room. You know that whole thing for three years we've been hearing it. Okay, so there's no
1: more adults. No, there's there's, no.
0: they're, they're, They're gone. They're all. They're literally. And at one point, somebody with real credibility, one of these main people, have to say, "Enough is enough." You know, like, look, we let you have your fun with the windmill. We let you have your fun saying, "Oh, when it gets warm, it's gonna magically go away." But don't we let have you. that
1: with Doctor Fauci, or is he is he gone now? I, I haven't been watching the uh, the the rallies. I mean, press conferences lately, <laughs> so I don't know. Is is Doctor Fauci a non person? Has hasn't been there? Like, I think, it,
0: I, I I I don't I can't watch him either. I hear the snippets and the highlights with the low lights. There's no
1: highlights. Yeah. <laughs> you know um i guess he's on abc news now like he'll be like a a, a a morning contributor to one of these shows in about a week or so he'll be right up there with a, hopefully he'll take the place of dr phil or dr oh. oz or one of those guys but i don't know did um so a, 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 how late to the dance am i um w- hopefully very late because you cannot dance i cannot her. dance
0: you know uh, I'm trying to think. You know, when did when did Karen become a
1: a a slur? I don't know. This <laughs> this whole internet during the coronavirus is driving some people just batty. I mean, and by the way, so what you're referring to is that online there's a a movement among some white women who have like blogs or, or you know s- some sort of influence on media who are saying that calling a white woman Karen sarcastically is equivalent to calling a black person the n-word and you know what i don't know if anybody anybody in the united states named the n-word not one (laughs) you know you know it's just like you know here's our new baby n-word no no there are lots of baby karens lots of baby karens and the funny thing is like i don't know why the name karen has
0: been the focal point for funny for a while like i remember like the first time i saw this it's like two years ago there's a meme of a cat that's sitting on an ATM machine and like the bubble is like, you know, you know, I have my own income. I don't need your fucking handouts, Karen. <laughs> like that's been, that's been. See,
2: you
1: know, I thought key. it was Becky. I thought Becky's were the white woman. Like, you know, like the like in the Sir mix video. Oh, my God. Becky, look, at, look at her. At butt. her eh. uh, <laughs> and now that song is going to go through my hey, head. Hey, You like big day. butts. And you cannot lie. I cannot lie. You other brothers. the girls can't deny. When, when you, you see a girl girl round. With, with a little bit of thing. thing. <laughs> with an itty bitty face and a round thing in your face, you get. Oh, no. It's an itty bitty waist. And a round thing. I'm so white. God. No. <laughs> Dag You suck. Yes. All right, you know stop. What? Collaborate you know and listen. I got to reset.
0: <laughs> you weren't completely white until you said Dag <laughs>
2: <laughs> I just like. wanted to. Put a like fine.
1: I wanted to put a fine point on the fact that I am, yes, very white <laughs> and nerdy. Um,
0: but yeah, this whole you know Karen movement and it's great. Somebody and I sent you. I think I sent you the trailer. Like somebody made a horror trailer called "The Carrying Karen I N G Ing." After what? How are you pronounce that? And it's a clip from all these interviews that you've seen and I've seen. These women at all these protests. And their biggest complaint is they haven't had a haircut. <laughs> like, like that that they're all pissed about getting a haircut. And I don't know about you know, your management. My management is good for yeah, one or two haircuts a year. You know, maybe maybe three if there's a big function coming up. But this lockdown's only been in place for like a month in most places. And they're losing their shit that <laughs> they can't. And if you look at, they all have mom bobs. Anyways, it's not like
1: you know. I need to get my Janet Reno do. <laughs> you know,
0: it's like, dude, seriously. Oh, dude, but it, but the whole thing when I hear the and it, it is and John Mulaney already did this four or five years ago. He has that stand up bit where he was writing for an award show, and he had a joke that had the word midget. And one of the people from clearances at the network came down and said, you can't use the word midget. You know, um, if you do, there will be a protest outside, you know, of little people, you know, on this building. You promise? Because, <laughs> you <know, he> goes, <laughs> goes, well, you can't use the word midget. Well, gosh, I'd really like to because it's as bad as the N word. No, if you're if you're debating which of two words is worse and you won't say one of the two words, that is the worst word. And then, you know, and so but but this whole thing, it's like, you know, it's the same thing. It's like all lives matter. Remember when all lives matter? Remember when when first of all, it became blue lives matter because, you know, sure. Sure, the black kid was shot in the back in self-defense, but those cops' lives matter too. So the whole blue lives matter thing and then the whole all lives matter. Yeah, I don't think they're chanting that when Karen's screaming for a haircut to open open the states. It's like, yeah, what about all lives? Right. It
1: went from all lives matter to, you know, uh, some old people might have to die in order for us to make (laughs) money again. I mean, you know. This bank account is not going to replenish itself with uh, Granny, you know, sucking on a respirator. We don't need <laughs> any of that going on. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is quite the uh, quite the ordeal we're going through, but at least we have uh, six more months of it. So,
0: <laughs> so uh, I don't, I didn't list anything for self indulgent theater. Do you, do, you, do you got a? Do you got a? top right squared nipsey russell impression you want to do now that we've already mentioned him or
1: (laughs) i'm not prepared i'm never prepared i am not prepared to entertain the masses this week i apologize
0: well that's okay because usually we haven't had sport but we do have a couple sport things i'm still not going to talk about the patriots much uh i will say that um You know, and and I I mean this in all sincerity. I hope Brady does great, but it is kind and he's been funny about it. So Brady's had a interesting time in Tampa. You heard how he got chased off the playground or a park because he was working out in a public park and the cop's like, Yeah, all the parks are closed, you have to leave You know what I mean? And um, and then this past week he walked into the wrong house. Yeah. Who is he? (laughs) Rip torn? (laughs) A deep cut there. The the favorite walk to the wrong house is Robert Downey Jr. Hmm. Uh, Dude, you got – the 911 call is online. Robert Downey Jr., this is in his drug drinking days. Uh, Some woman found him sleeping in his kid's room. Like he walked in the house and just walked in the bedroom and went to sleep. It was like – the, the a few houses down from him, and she calls nine one one and she you know reports it. Like, are you okay? It's like, oh, I'm fine. I think he's fine. He's just you know sleeping in the wrong house. You no, know, but he went to visit the new office coordinator, and it's probably one of those development things where I can completely see people walking in the wrong
1: house. And yeah, it's like, like Pleasantville. Every house looks alike. It's a Pleasant Valley Sunday kind of setup.
0: Hair and status symbol and, and those of houses that are tones.
2: all the same. And
0: uh, I like the monkeys And
2: the kids just, <laughs> just
1: don't, don't understand.
0: understand. Uh, so, yeah. And he tweeted, it's like, yeah, I'm just making my home here in Tampa. So I don't know how many people besieged you either by Twitter or or just texting or calling, asking – How upset you were about Gronk leaving? And I'm like, okay, so obviously you don't listen to the podcast because since October and November, we've been talking about – it's probably Brady's last year and Gronk has said a number of times, if Brady calls, I'll come out of retirement. He half-jokingly said it, but he said it enough where it was pretty clear and it was pretty clear that Brady's like, yeah, let him rest for for a whole year because if he comes back, you know, how much is it really going to make a difference by this point? I mean – And then, exactly as soon as he got traded, as soon as Brady left, he didn't get traded. As soon as Brady left, everybody said that. It's like, okay, let's set our watches. Let's see how long until Gronk joins him. And people are like asking me if I'm upset. And look, I, I sincerely hope, you know, the Patriots might not do as good as Tampa this year. I mean, it's, and the whole debate of like who's more important, Brady or Belichick. you're going to have to decide that in five or 10 years. Like Brady went to the best situation for him. Bill has to rebuild. I'm not going down that rabbit hole, but I don't care that Gronk left. I wish him the best. And, you know, the last year in New England, yes, his last year in New England, he had one huge fucking catch in the AFC title game. Huge, huge catch to seal that. He had one huge huge catch his last catch as a patriot you know pretty much sealed super bowl you know uh 51 for us god bless him it was a great catch and thank you for your nine awesome years but that whole year he was a shell so maybe losing this weight maybe two years off good for him and maybe he can come back but uh but people who thought i was going to be distraught it's like yeah, we pretty much had six months to deal with this already and get over it. Yeah. You know? He had
1: announced a retirement. We kinda had you know, the grieving process is pretty much over by now. But you know, and then his bullshit during the year where
0: he like, Oh, I'm gonna make a big announcement and everyone's like he's coming this is like week three or four. He's coming back, he's coming back, and then he's like, I'm working for the C B D oil company. And then right like the week the week that he had to either come back or not come back for the rest of the year like the deadline to you know unretire for that season he had another big announcement like the day of or the day before and it was that he was joining wrestlemania or something like you know what i mean it's like you know what uh, guess who's gonna lo- be on the masked singer well <laughs> remember those like two catches that were that sealed the super bowl so i'm not you know but his last year here he was broken down and it's like he missed and and God God blessed, you know, he went out on a high note as far as a patriot and you know maybe he has success there. He probably will cuz they're an offensive juggernaut. They're going to do well on that side of the ball. Good So, you know what? I I wish them best. I'm fine with it. And as far as the Patriots draft, the only thing I will say is I absolutely love the the screen grab that went around. Like there was a live shot at Belichick's house and he like left the room to get something and his dog is sitting at his chair in front of his computer.
1: And um, I I saw also that they they drafted two tight ends. I mean, yeah. that, that's interesting. You know, I mean, we kind of need new receivers. We need some fresh ones. We need two tight ends to make up for the one that was <laughs> lost last year.
0: Like, like so, so we will talk all that close to September. But, yes, tight ends. You know, drafted a kicker in the fifth round. Um, yeah, You know, they they traded out of the first round, which is, like, honestly, and, and anyone – like, people are like, I can't believe he traded a first-round pick. It's like Bill Belichick looks at you can have one pick at 27 – or two picks between forty and sixty, and unless you 're a top five pick unless you 're a top ten pick there's really not a big difference between pick twenty seven generally speaking, and pick fifty like there's there's a the best of the best are the first five the first ten the first twenty
1: <laughs> like every, you know the first one so, hundred and ninety ninth
0: you know you just never right. but if he can get two really you know good you know second anyways it is what mm-hmm. it is that's that's for sport i mean. You know, I, I had a conversation today with a friend in Qatar asking, "Do I even think there's going to be an NFL season?" I mean, you know, because you know, with states reopening and people saying there's going to be a second wave of things, it's like, yeah, I, I would. My prediction. Here's my sports prediction: there will be a season, but it will be in empty stadiums, and 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 like they've they've already started talking about this, and they should they should. They should pick two destinations, like Southern California in Texas, you know, or somewhere or a where, dome,
1: yeah, some someplace where, I, you know, well, you
0: need like three or four facilities. Yeah, you, you, you definitely need like three or four like NFL level facilities, but all teams have their own planes. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Or you charter a plane. So if everybody is tested and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, you were talking about what the MLB was proposing and setting up Olympic villages and these couple of hot spots right. and just, you know, having people, teams congregate and live and sort of commute back and forth each week to practice facilities nearby and the stadiums and just play out the seasons that way. But yeah, that, that would be interesting to see. Let's see how mean, that shakes out. I mean, think about that. Like.
0: Like even if the Patriots, something like that, where they have the hotel that Kraft owns right at the stadium. It's like, okay, you want to move your families here and live here for like four months. Then, you know, we practice here and we go from the team bus to the team plane and we fly because there's two Patriot planes. So they could fly wherever
1: and not come into contact with anybody. Or maybe just have the coaches play Madden. You know, it's just like, why don't they? <laughs> Can you, how much would you pay to see Bill
0: even hold the controller in his <laughs> hand? You know? Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, how many, how many tablets have you seen that guy spike because he can't get the tablet to work right. and it's a one-button thing? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. You touch the screen and it makes things happen.
0: So, so yeah. So, that, that would be uh, – what, what, what do you got for video games, Joe?
1: Hmm, well – I've been... Uh, I, I Oh, I, I, I finally finished. Big update for you Carnival personnel fans out there following my journey through GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64. Big update. I finally completed the 00 agent level for GoldenEye, which means... That's right. <laughs> I get to play it on 007 level. Oh, yeah. Whatever. So I did that. Last week, early last week. I was proud of myself of that. Uh, and then I gave myself a couple of days off to rest. And then I... I what am I doing? I I, I kind of went back and played like... I'm playing on the Nintendo DS. I just recently, actually, right, right before we finished this podcast, I completely 100%ed, I think for the second time, I think I'd already done this before, new Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo DS. <laughs> Don't make fun of me. It's not. I'm not making not make, fun of you. Yes, you wait, are. Wait. I, I, no. I can. Am I proud? Am I proud? Like literally. Do you think I'm if making there- any money off of that? Is that is that what the because the dollar sign the the cash oh. register sign? Thank you. Thank okay, you. Now I better. feel honored. Now I feel like I'm getting the respect I don't deserve. <laughs> so hey, thank you. Uh, uh, who, who cares what I'm playing? I'm a child. You're. What are you doing? Uh,
0: I'm literally, when you talk about like, you know, being a loser, it's like, I still haven't played, now, I don't, Evil. I didn't say loser. No, no, I, I you did. And, 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 you, you danced around it, you know, really, really awkwardly because you're white, <laughs> you kind of danced around it. You, you kind of did a, a rusty robot, <laughs> you know, wait a minute. Isn't is that a sex move? The rusty <laughs> robot. That's my finishing move. You know, you know, you, you know my, my, you know my favorite. It's like, you know, you know the pirate. You know, it's like you, you, you kick him in the shin and then you blast in the eye, so they're hopping on one leg, holding their eye. You know, chasing you
1: down. <laughs> <laughs> How about the dolphin? Never mind. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, oh man, what yeah, what would you
0: playing? Norwegian soccer goalie. Have what? you done the Norwegian? Soccer? Anyways, nothing. The only thing I'm playing is. Resident Evil 5, the mercenaries bonus stuff because they're like those 10 minute mini games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's it. Like just online with like random, you know, nobodies just now and then because I don't have that much time
1: to play. What if one of those um, nobodies was Chris Pratt?
0: That would be awesome. What if I, one I, of
1: those nobodies was Jeremy Renner?
0: Well, you know what would happen is, like, because I help people, like, get all the double S's because I'm better than any 50-year-old should be at any game ever, they would be so wild. We'd become friends, and they would let me be a walk-on in their next movie. You know what? That that might happen. You that know? might so, happen. So I'm going to have to wrap up this podcast now and yeah. go, you know.
1: You know, a sad thing is that they've moved on to Resident Evil 3, which you haven't played yet. So I
0: haven't played. I'll get there. Good. You know, again, like I said, you know, when – Next pandemic. <laughs> exactly. Well, what have you been watching? Well, you said you're not watching much, but you got to be watching
1: something. Uh, I'm watching... I just started the first couple of episodes of the second season of the Ricky Gervais Netflix show, Afterlife, where he plays a guy who is a reporter or something for a small-town newspaper. He loses his wife, who basically was the love of his life. He's, he was childless. He, he has a dog. But he... You know, in the first season, he gets really depressed. He he almost kills himself. Then his dog barks because it's hungry, and that kind of saves him from doing himself in. And then he decides to be Ricky Gervais throughout the rest of the season, which means that he was not afraid to tell assholes what he thinks about them. You know, he doesn't let people um, quietly get by and uh, tells it like it is. And it's in a funny very C-word-laced way, that British C-word-laced way. And uh, the second season, first couple episodes, I very much enjoyed, and I heard the rest is very good, so I should be... I I don't know why I stopped. I think I just got hungry, and then I never went back to it. (laughs) And I'm going to make it my life's mission this weekend to finish the, what, eight episodes of Afterlife Season 2, so that um, I can catch up with. Uh, I only have a couple of stories that I, that I follow on a regular basis. I watched the season five or season, yeah, season five's finale of Better Call Saul, and that was good. And I, I watched that live. Can you believe it? Live. And uh, yeah, so I have a couple of shows that I'm watching. And of course, my daily doses of uh, game shows nothing but sweet, sweet game shows from yesteryear. The, the further back the better give
0: give, give me the best five year sweet spot for game shows oh when, when, I mean oh, eighty three to
1: 88 no. seventy two to 77 I'm going to yeah sweet spot for game shows might be like 77 to 82 I'll give it maybe that maybe you know basically with the year I was born until <laughs> Five years old. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, seventy-seven. You had Match Game and is Right and Family Feud. They're all, all in their heyday. Like,
0: like when, when? When? was Charles Nelson Riley the man?
1: Oh God! and Game was he, Show Land. Well, when, a when was he not? B, um, yeah, I would say the late seventies. Yeah, any, anything in the late seventies era would uh, it, would it, that once the mid eighties rolled around, that's when daytime. Talk shows started to take over and game shows started to die off and lose favor with the networks. But yes, late 70s, early 80s. There's a sweet spot for all you people out there craving vintage game shows. Check out Buzzer on uh, Over the Air Antenna.
0: There you go. You don't even have to pay for it. No, no. Like just sh- mean, some slub.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, it's cool. It's what the kids are into. The 45-year-old <laughs> kids.
2: <laughs>
0: Oh man. I've been so as a family, we're watching community. And there's a couple episodes of that show that are Desert Island that literally are in the higher echelon of perfect sitcom. You know, there's a paintball war. Um it it is it is really it is really amazing. And and what's really, really funny is like so the boys now know who Cherry Chase is and what's hysterical it's like i always remembered his character being really racist like that was one of the jokes he was this old racist i completely undersold exactly how racist he is i mean when i say it's at least at least once an episode the wife and i are like wow like wow like you know <laughs> uh, you know There's, uh, you know, he offended like, you know, in their little group, there's a 40, 45 year old, like, you know, black woman that he's always like, you know, making really inappropriate comments about. He offended her. She left the group. The rest of the group get together like you have to go apologize her. they're at the quad and they give him flowers to bring over to her. And he walks right past her and sits on a bench next to another like forty five year old black woman, completely different hair, like a hundred pounds less. And it's like, and the whole, and it cuts back to the whole group. They're like, "Oh my god, he's not, he's not. Oh, you can't tell them apart." <laughs> you know? and, and and the white men are like, "Oh my." And the thing is, it's like, okay, well, ninety percent of the show is fine with the boys, but how do you, you know, because like they don't know that stereotype that racist fucks can't tell this. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, and, it, and, and the wife and I have these little study groups. It's like, so they threw him off the show because he was always being inappropriate and racist. <laughs> you know, it's like maybe he was just a method actor. <laughs> you know <what> I mean, <laughs> like, like maybe he's not really, you know, all that awful. But at least once an episode, there is a cringeworthy racist thing that he does or says. So we're watching Community Together's family, me and the youngest. Are powering through Psych, and I didn't know this. The show's been off the air for five years. They have a Psych movie coming out. Oh, and the show is great. It really is. It really is great. It's, uh, you know, and and then I said to my, I was talking to my sister who loves the show, like you know his kind of nemesis, not really nemesis, but you know the guy he kind of butts heads with a lot. Or bucks heads with him. He doesn't, you know. Um, the main character, Sean. I'm like, oh my god, that looks exactly like. Oh, now I'm blanking the name as I said, Tony Randall. It's like if somebody told you that is Tony Randall's son, you'd be like, oh yeah, of course. It's like, you know, when you see um, Colin, Tom Hanks' son, Colin Hanks. Yeah. You're like, is that Colin Hanks or a picture of Tom Hanks when he was 25? You know what I mean? Right. So, so we're watching that, but Joe. I uh last last week we talked. I watched the reboot of Star Trek, um, the the 2009, you know, Chris Pine, like you know Star Trek, um, it's great. Uh, the other night I watched the Raft of Khan, the you know the Raft uh, of
1: Khan when they're on the middle of a an ocean, the, with a W, the Raft 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 of Khan. Hey, look. You saw this, right?
2: Okay. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> you saw that my, my like literally a two one of my tooth cracked the other day, and so I'm I'm literally lisping more than ever. Oh my gosh! And there's okay. sometimes, and I can't do anything about it. Like yeah. my dentist is not closed. It's like so I got this metal spike that the fake tooth used to be on, and it's funny because my wife's watching Tiger King, and she's like, "Oh, you know the guy with no teeth who looked like you know with the with the bad hair," and I'm like, I point to my grill, and I'm like. You know, like, let's be careful about this now because I'm, I'm currently missing four of these, you know, choppers and they're all fake. You right. know, anyways, eh,
1: sorry I, about that.
0: like, 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 no, no, it's dude. You, you look at you can't have this kind of mouth without winding up with this kind of mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, I remember when we when we were having our first son And management was like, oh, I hope we get your eyes and like the different features and stuff like that because I just don't want them to get your nose. I'm like, my nose is fine it's the mouth that led to the nose. Like I wasn't born with a nose that bends. like, depending on which way I'm standing, it's a completely different profile. Cause you know, it's been broken seven times. To- I, I, I know of seven breaks, like how many times it's actually been broken, but the same thing, you know, you can't be in as many fights as I was with guys twice your size, who, when they punched you really hard, you looked at them and said, if I wanted a kiss, I would have called your mother. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know you know it's like uh, oh man it's like so so now you know i look like this i don't, I don't fucking care but anyway so i was watching that and then i watched um uh, and the little guy this was like last night and the little guy's like can i watch this with you i'm like yeah i know you're not gonna get through this but you know he was watching it with me we watched uh search for spock you know uh, part three <laughs> part three Ugh. And you know, you know, and yuck! It's, it's been so long since I've seen it. I forgot that
1: Doc Brown is the bad guy. He's a Klingon. Yeah, and they, you re- know? they, they and they replaced Kirstie Alley's character. She or didn't
0: want to get typecast. So after she, you know, was in Con, she turned down the role because she did not want to get
1: typecast as mm-hmm. a. Side she was Tuvok, right, or something like that?
0: No, she was Vulcan.
1: Yeah, I know her name. What's
0: oh, name oh, of... uh, uh, S- S- oh Yes,
1: yeah, yeah, right. Uh, S-T-E, S- like yes.
0: four Vs and <laughs> a,
1: a, a K at the end. Right, the first Polish uh, Vulcan, yeah. <laughs> she, uh, oh,
0: yeah, this is pre-Cheers. Yeah. So she didn't want to do a second, you know, one of those and, you know, have to be typecast in that universe because look what loses. Oh, so it's really funny. So I'm watching Psych again with the youngest one and George Sakai was on an episode where he played an over exaggerated version of himself and he was doing some like, you know, some sci-fi local show and, and the two main characters Get to be his assistant while he's in town, and he won't perform unless they get him these blueberries that were in his dressing room and they weren't in his dressing room and then they got blueberries, and these clearly aren't North Carolina blueberries you can tell these come from <laughs> and he he was and so then he's watching Star Trek and good for him for recognizing like you know a thirty five years younger version because oh, that was the guy who was on psych, you know like yes, it was. <laughs> So so I watched those two and uh but it was great. I mean, you know, they they're everything I remembered and more. And I love them. I like and so tonight, so the second, you know, when they rebooted the JJ Abrams uh Star Trek, um it has um Cumberbatch yep. who who plays Khan. But I but I will say Ricardo Montalban. It's like if you read up on it, like when you saw the 1970 1967, you know, Con, you know, because this is the same story. It's like 15 years later. He was ripped back then, oh, and yeah. even in this, he was he was in fantastic shape, like jaw dropping, fantastic shape for this,
1: you yeah, know. Yeah, um, and he was yeah, he was on Fantasy Island, and then all of a sudden he just like Ned Flanders rips off the right? white yes? suit and he's a god.
0: So, so we're going to, so me and the little guy tonight are going to watch like, you know, the updated version, you know, uh, of, of the, con- you know, I like four,
1: um, I like four, the, e- I like four.
0: E- when they have to go back and get the whale.
1: Yeah. I mean, the yeah. save the whales thing is very dated and it's fine, but I just like them having to like go back and, you know, interact with modern day society. I like the, uh, the, just the joke of of Scotty having to interact with a basic, like, you know, DOS computer, and he's trying right. to talk to the computer. Computer. computer <laughs> and then, you know, Bones points at the mouse, and he goes, oh, of course, picks up the mouse, talks into it like a microphone. Computer. <laughs> computer. <laughs> you know and and then the
0: whole you know the the prime directive of not interfering with a race and i forget exactly what a loser i haven't seen the movie in 25 years and and i remember the scene vividly where um where they need something and he basically bargains with the guy for the for the um for the
2: The formula
0: no for the formula of translucent um like like clear steel. Okay. You know? And he's like, well, how do you know he wasn't the guy who invented it? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> it, it, it's like, yeah. So, no, I, I will. I'm going to – by the next time we talk, I will have watched all – I think I didn't watch four last night because I watched – two and then I watched three and of course you know you, you, you gotta watch four except two and three were free on Amazon oh. Prime and I'm like oh, I don't know if I want to pay f-. and it's like one of those things there's some movies. It's I, thought like, Netf-
1: I, I thought Netflix had them all for free or did they stop last month? They might have stopped at uh, one point yeah. but I did because I went to I went, you know yeah. I go to all of them like yeah.
0: Yeah. you know uh, and then you can find it's like there was, there was a movie I bought the other day I'm forgetting which one it was it's like on Amazon Prime it was fifteen bucks, but on Apple TV it was like five. I'm like, you know, I'm gonna buy it now. And there, there are there are some movies you're like, wait a minute, how can this movie be that much? You know, uh, my my favorite thing and I'm going off, it's like there was a movie like last week. It was five ninety nine to buy or three ninety nine to rent. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really, for that t- you know, I never bring back things back to Redbox in time and pay the extra two bucks anyway, so why don't I just, you know, watch it? But Joe, you got a parenting tip this week?
1: No. No, are you, are you I, forgot I, <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I had kids. I forgot Oh my God, that's right. There are children in my house. Yes,
0: Well, I know you have one because I heard him you know, zooming in to give the piano lesson to my dream squashers today. So. Good, he's
1: the only wage earner in this household right now. <laughs> I kid. No, unfortunately, I left my parenting tip at my other house, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to carry us both.
0: So if you sit down and you watch a quote unquote classic show, something with. You know, yeah, a little cringeworthy. You know, by today's like, you know, our kids just grew up in a spoiled world where, you know, e- even e- even like the Avengers, like Endgame. There's a couple things where they're like, oh, well, that doesn't that CGI wasn't absolutely pristine the way I had envisioned it and my fever dream the other night. But so they watch something and they were asked, "What I'm watching?" You know. Search for Spock. There was a couple cringeworthy things. Um, you know, the Doc Brown Klingon character has a space Wolverine kind of pet muppet next to him that doesn't have any. It's almost like a statue, and they shake the thing and they make these growling sounds. I mean, it was it was not that good. But you got to remember, dude, that was like these these are the groundbreaking pioneer things. Like when you see. How people and the ninety or the eighty-three Star Trek beam down to a planet versus how they beam down in like sixty-seven—it's light years between the two of the technology. And so you got to remind your kids. My parenting tip is when you watch a classic sci-fi thing with a kid or a movie where there's it, an explosion or an action thing, and the CGI is practical effects or you know they don't have all the the green screen technology, then you got to remind them that you know. That these movies aren't stupid that they are (laughs) and that they have to sit there and shut the fuck up and appreciate the fact that you don't have the pristine CGI you have today unless these sons of bitches forwarded the technology because you see what you had for – you know, what What Plan 9 from Outer Space with Ed Woods and how much better Star Trek in 67 looked and how much better Battlestar Galactica looked, you know, in, in 75 and how great Star Wars looked for the time. And from Star Wars to Empire, how much it got better and from Empire to Jedi, how much it got better. And then, and then Phantom. Me- <laughs> Phantom. Me- no, the <laughs> know, technology it, it looks great. Yes. Yes, it looks great. You know, but you got to remind them that these movies aren't stupid. They are. And that's my parenting tip of the week.
1: That's right. You know what? Those who do not know history are doomed to repeat them because they're dumb. And that's that's how I'm going to go out. So thanks for listening to Carnival Personnel Podcast. We'll catch you next week. There'll be no sideshow this week. Thank the Lord. No sideshow this week. Whee! We had too many sideshows this month. We already have two. Two sideshows. How many more sideshows do you need, huh? Guess what? Zero. You're done. I'm cutting you off. No, we're not doing an Ahsoka. He's flashing the... Why do you turn into Marcel Marceau at the end of these fucking things? You know what? Cut the shit, all right? I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate Jacques. I'm going to end the show on a song. It's called the I Hate Jacques song. Yeah, wait, Oh, well, well, he's doing a magic trick. He's looking and he's making... You can't even make that ear. You can't even do it. You can't even do it. I'm trying to sing the I Can't hate Jacques song, but... I forgot the words. Oh, what did I always say to myself about the words? Don't forget. She's
2: a truly lovely girl. She's so all-